Welcome to Voices from the Cathedral, a podcast that brings you sermons from the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York City. On Sunday, October 11th, the Reverend Canon Patrick Malloy preached about the importance of mourning for all we have lost in order to move from mourning into unity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let me begin today by talking about myself. I don't do this because I really want to talk about myself, but because I am not going to presume to talk about you, although I presume that in many ways we're all in exactly the same place. I really miss um, the way things used to be. I miss being able to walk up to friends on the street and without any thought, put out my hand or put my arms around them. I miss being able to see all of you in church on Sunday, and I really can't tell you how much I miss celebrating the Eucharist with you. Probably more than I would have imagined I would miss it. Something about my sense of self is being challenged here. I miss being able to walk of an afternoon out into the city just aimlessly knowing that at the end of the day, wherever I find myself, I could sit down at a friendly bar and have dinner and know that there would be strangers always ready to talk. That's how life is here in New York. I miss so much about the way life used to be. And while I do not presume to speak for you, I have to believe that all of you could make a list of the things uh, that you miss. I suspect we're all pretty much in this together. I don't think at most of the points in the old normal that I was aware of what a tremendous blessing life was. I took it for granted, not because I'm particularly entitled, I don't think, but because it was just the way life was. But now when I look back, I realize I had so much to be grateful for, things that I did not earn, things that I didn't really deserve, just things that came my way. Today, Jesus comes to us with yet another of his parables of the kingdom of heaven. We've heard many of those parables as we've read through Matthew's gospel this year. And this one, like each of them, tells us one particular thing about the kingdom of heaven. None of them tell us the whole story. Jesus, for example, never tells us what the kingdom of heaven is. He just says, it's like this and like this and like this. And the day he tells us that the kingdom of heaven, whatever it is, is like this wedding banquet. And like most of Jesus' parables, the way the story rolls out is not the way we would expect it to roll out. The kingdom of heaven is not what we would expect. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like an event where the people who are closest are invited and not only reject the invitation, but kill the messenger. And the people who end up coming to the event are people really unknown to the host, good people, bad people, just people off the street. There really is only one thing that all of these people who come to this banquet seem to have in common, and that's gratitude. 
gratitude that they find themselves in this wonderful event that they really have no reason to be at. They've done nothing to earn it. They've simply been invited into a wonderful event, except the one, the one who somehow got in not realizing what a remarkable gift he had been given. And so that one, the story says, is thrown out into the darkness where there is that famous biblical line, wailing and gnashing of teeth. And so the kingdom of heaven, the reign of God is a place permeated with gratitude, gratitude for something given and not earned, something given yet not deserved. I've lived my life in the old normal, I suspect, not like I was living in the kingdom of heaven. And, and yet I was, and you were. The kingdom of heaven is coming upon us, always coming upon us, whether we recognize it or not. And all really we have to do to rejoice in it, to enjoy it, is to be grateful for it, recognizing that it is a pure and unearned gift. It is, as we say, grace. So now we find ourselves in this place, um, looking over our shoulders at what was, mourning what we've lost, recognizing how much we had to be grateful for. About two months ago, the cathedral was cold called, I was cold called, by the organizers of an event called Mourning Into Action. It's a complicated story, but the cathedral leadership, the chapter and the office of the dean jumped at the opportunity for us to be partnering with the people who are organizing this Mourning Into Action movement. A collection of congregations all across the United States of every religious tradition, but mostly the Abrahamic traditions, Jews and Christians and Muslims, to gather at their houses of worship and to mourn, to mourn everything that we've lost. But not just to mourn, but in hope to look toward the future, and in particular to look toward the future with this election that's coming upon us. When these organizers spoke to me, hoping that St. John the Divine would partner with them, they predicted on the basis of medical science, psychology, political science, that as this country moved toward this particular election, many of the bonds that hold us together would fray, that a kind of chaos could ensue, a kind of desperation that could last even beyond the election. And it was their conviction that it was important for us as people of faith to mourn what had been to recognize this place we find ourselves in, but also to commit to moving together into the future from mourning into unity. Tomorrow night, the cathedral will begin its observance of the mourning into unity cycle. At 5.30, we will host an online, an online gathering, entirely online, that will be largely liturgical. The liturgy that will be used in all of these churches all across the country was crafted here at the cathedral, and now it's being used all across the country. So we'll be in union with people everywhere when we do this tomorrow night at 530. 
But one week from then, on the 19th, Monday evening at 5.30, we will gather in front of the cathedral, us, those of us who are here, but also those of us who are well beyond our cathedral community, but who are people of goodwill who want to gather. We'll do it with safe distancing, with masks. We will do it with people all over the country to not only mourn, but on the 19th, to move from mourning into unity, moving toward the time of the election. This business of living life unaware of the gift that has been given, there is no need for us to feel bad about it. It's just, honestly, it's the way it is for most of us. Life goes on and the good things that we have sometimes are only apparently good to us when we've lost them, looking in the rearview mirror. But now we can look forward with gratitude, making a decision now, a decision to move ahead with gratitude. You know, St. John the Divine, the patron of this wonderful cathedral, when he wrote um, around the year 100, the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, stood with a community that had a great deal to mourn. Because of their faith in Jesus, they had lost so much. And they were in, um, in the, th the throes of something probably close to despair. And John, in the book of Revelation, acknowledges all of that, acknowledges the pain and the sadness and the loss and invites the people to mourn. But John also proclaimed to them that there is a new heaven and a new earth and that that for the Christian is the thing that drives us forward, knowing that mourning is not the end of the day. Hope is the end of the day. And so mourning together, we must mourn together. Healing begins with acknowledging loss, but we also must move together in faith and hope to a new day. When we know, we know that the reign of God comes. It always comes. And the reign of God is already in the future waiting for us to catch up. Amen. Thanks for listening to Voices from the Cathedral. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine is the Cathedral of the Episcopal Diocese of New York. It is chartered as a house of prayer for all people and a unifying center of intellectual light and leadership. People from many faiths and communities gather here to worship together, provide meals for the hungry, educate our youth, and host concerts, exhibitions, performances, and civic gatherings. You can find us online at stjohndivine.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NYC. That's S-T-J-O-H-N-N-Y-C. Check back soon for another episode.